will you please stop creating fake news and causing hysteria in our country? You're a liar. Everything that comes out of your mouth is a lie, and we'd really appreciate it if you'd stop. Okay? Nobody believes anything that you say. You've got to stop. You're not helping anything. People like you need to just go away. The following broadcast may contain free thinking and open-minded discussion, ideas, skepticism, and adult subject matter. Topics will be discussed using adult language, sometimes gratuitously. Get ready to move the conversation forward. This ain't your granddad's news and comment show. This is I Doubt It with Thalamore. Welcome to the show, this very on-time episode 436 of I Doubt It with Dollamore. I am your very on-time host, Jesse Dollamore, and I'm joined by the very late, very to blame, my beautiful, scholarly, talented co-host, Brittany Page. I think everyone knows that that's a lie. And it's not great that in this climate. You're beautiful, talented, and scholarly, or no? Of that course, you're to that's blame? true. But that uh, <laughs> <laughs> that I'm to blame for the lateness. Of course, you're not to blame. We posted it to the Facebook page, which you should be following. Not follow, actually. You should like it and follow it. But sometimes people follow and don't like, so like it so that you get the updates. Um, the air conditioning at the studio. Yeah, no good. It's been a problem for a while because we were having issues recording on the weekends, but the thing officially like stopped working and was actually blowing hot air. Yeah, hot air. Like the, the air conditioners turned down to 70, 70, 69, 68, and it's like a heater in the wintertime, which yeah. isn't necessary here in Southern California. No. Ever. Yeah, but people still need the heaters because as soon as it is like 72 degrees, everyone starts saying it's cold. <laughs> that is true. So, the, so anyway. Yeah, it's not working. And so we had to go get all of the equipment. Back to our roots. And bring it back home where we are now recording the show. So it feels like old times. It is a little old timey. Yeah, it feels nice. We. We have some history here. Yeah. In this room. Yes. That used to be a dedicated studio. Right. We have yeah. who will likely be our next congressman, Harley Ruda. Here. Here. Yep. <laughs> we had Ryan Bellin here many times. Yep. Dr. Nick. Yep. Dr. Nick. A lot of booze has been drank in this room while podcasting. That's true. A lot of booze is being drank right now. We have some Cali Mochos. Cali Mocho, a, a Basque drink, which is a Coca-Cola and red wine. Yeah, every time we talk about this drink, people typically don't know about it. And that's interesting to me. Well, we're from Boise, mm-hmm. which has, I I don't want to speak out, I believe it is the highest population of Basque people outside of Spain hmm. in Boise. And uh, that's it's a Basque drink. Yeah. And it's uh, pretty good. Yeah. 
Um, I also want to say if you are not following us on Twitter, you should definitely do that at Brittany E. Page, at Dollamore, at Podcast. All of those handles are also the same for Instagram. It's not at Podcast. It's actually, that would be a great Twitter handle. It's at I Doubt It Podcast. Did I really say at Podcast? You did. You said at Podcast. All right. So it's really hot. and It's not um, that hot, actually. It's cooling off. We have the air conditioner running. No, my brain is still fried from oh, the hotness. From, from the hotness. Yes. <laughs> speaking of the hotness. Let me try to find an excuse desperately. It's going to be okay. So speaking of the hotness, we went to a movie last night to get out of the heat. Yes. Uh, we went to see Black Klansman, which, by the way, is a very good film. It was great. And there's two things I want to talk about. One happened before the movie, and one happened right as the movie ended. And that first one, the last one, is the one I want to talk about first. Okay. So the, the movie's emotional. It's very emotional. Um, I mean, the movie is is kind of clever, and it's funny, and it's but it's dealing about a serious topic. So mm-hmm. the, the, the movie itself isn't super emotional. But at the very yeah. end... I think the the end events are pretty emotional. For sure. Yeah. At the very end, they because this movie is being released on the, the one-year anniversary... Yeah, Spike Lee did that on purpose. ...of the last of the last Unite the Right rally in Charlottesville, Virginia, mm-hmm. at which Heather Heyer was murdered, mm-hmm. ostensibly for protesting white supremacy, and for there, being an advocate and an ally for people of color. And they're having a Unite the Right 2 rally um, on Sunday, That's tomorrow, right. yeah. the 12th. So it's the anniversary, and they're going to be marching again in D.C. So at the end of the movie, they play a lot of like actual quotes or, or actual audio and video clips of David Duke that lead into footage of what happened at Charlottesville. And it was super, super emotional. I don't mind crying, getting a little misty in public, but I don't like being blubbery like I've been on the show. Yeah. You know, in public. It just, it's a spectacle, and I really try to avoid being a, spect- a spectacle. So, as the movie ended, and you're crying, and I'm really choking it back, um, people were unexpectedly jovial and chatty like they just walked walked out of a, a Marvel like an Avengers movie yeah I don't know if it was that everyone was I mean it was heavy in the room very heavy because of the reality of of what we're seeing which is we just lo- like watched this history of the KKK and their hatred and their violence and then we see what's happening in the present day and we see that these people still exist yeah. and that they still have power. And some of the same people we watched in the movie right. are still players on this stage of hate. Right, are still relevant. Yeah. And that's just a depressing reality. Mm-hmm. And so I think maybe it was like too much for people or maybe. I, I don't know. And kind they, of when people laugh when they talk about something like death or whatever. Yeah, like they're they're trying to avoid feeling the difficult emotions because it makes them uncomfortable. Kind of like how you said you don't want to cry in front of people um, or break down crying in front of people in the movie theater. It is kind of uncomfortable. Um, but it, it was a weird reaction that made me uncomfortable because I kind of wanted to sit there <laughs> after just, a while yeah. and just... Like, be with what we just watched. Yeah, I was going to say, be present. It yeah. sounds a little hippy-dippy, but really, that that's... I was looking for that. Yeah, and someone was like, the movie ended, and, like, jumped up, and it, 
it was very weird. Like we know yeah. it ended. We're all sitting here quietly, kind of just thinking about what happened. But I hope that's not a spoiler that we just it's talked not a about spoiler. because no, I've heard him talk about it on the news. And okay, stuff. yeah, yeah. Um, I would encourage everybody to go see this movie. It's it's a great movie. I didn't know that the the, the main character, mm-hmm. the dude, the black dude with the fro, John David Washington. That's Denzel Washington's kid. Yeah, I had no idea. Uh-huh. And we saw him on uh, Jimmy Kimmel or Colbert or something. Yeah. Anyway, uh, good movie. Go see it. Important. Yes. Certainly important. Very good. Um, yeah. Go see it this weekend. Let's get some sales up. Yeah. For the know, movie. Yeah. Brittany and I really, we profit from you going to see the movie. Well, so. let's have it be number one in the box office. <laughs> <laughs> so the other thing that happened before the movie, and this is less heavy, is an advertisement. And I, I don't know if it's, they're just fucking phoning it in because it's a mo- an advertisement before a movie. Because I haven't seen this on TV, mm-hmm. but it's a Diet Coke commercial with Gillian Jacobs. That's how to say her name, right? I believe so, yeah. Gillian. Yeah, she doesn't say it Gillian. Yeah, I know that. G- Gillian Jacobs. Uh, she was on Community, and I think she's got a show on one of the streaming services. Um, listen to this ad, and uh, listen for the tagline. Look, here's the thing about Diet Coke. It's delicious. It makes me feel good. Life is short. If you want to live in a yurt, yurt it up. If you want to run a marathon, I mean, that sounds super hard, but okay. I mean, just do you, whatever that is. And if you're in the mood for a Diet Coke, have a Diet Coke. Diet Coke. Because I can. (laughs) That is a terrible It makes me laugh every time. What the hell does that mean? Diet Coke. Because I can. (laughs) <laughs> right diet coke because i can yeah it's pretty weak it's Be- pretty weak because i can is not a reason to drink diet coke murdering puppies because i can <laughs> yeah i don't think that don draper was on this one yeah, no shit right um yeah this advertisement is a little little weak arson because i can <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's it's not a good influence. Is that where you're going? It's a bad influence on on the kids. It just doesn't inspire me to drink Coke. Yeah. Because I can. Yeah. Well, it reminds me of that BT Express song, "Do It Till You're Satisfied." I don't. <laughs> what song is that? Um. Well, it's a great song, so you're really missing out if you don't remember what it is. But um. <laughs> It basically, I, for most of the song, they're just saying, do it, do it till you're oh, satisfied, whatever, whatever it is. is. Yeah, yeah. Do it. <laughs> there we go. Do it till you're satisfied, yep. whatever it is. Yeah, I know that song. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I didn't realize that's what they were saying. See, you know I don't really pay attention to lyrics as much as you. Yeah. That is not a great message. Well. Whatever it is, <laughs> do it. Do it till you're satisfied. Yeah, not whatever it is. Like most things that are good. Serial killing. (laughs) Do it till you're satisfied. Oh my god. (laughs) Yeah. Um. I think they could have. I think they could have done more with their Diet Coke budget. Diet Coke. Because I can. Or they could have just bought the the Do It Till You're Satisfied song. And played that in the background. I almost had issue with the very first part of this. Look, here's the thing about Diet Coke. It's delicious. That could have gone (laughs) a lot of different ways. And it's even better playing just the audio because, look, here's the thing about Diet Coke. (laughs) She pauses. In the video, she's 
popping the top and drinking some. Yeah. But it could have gone any way with that pause. Uh-huh. Here's the thing about Diet Coke. It tastes like dicks or whatever, <laughs> whatever it could have been, you know? Yeah. I, I mean, the ad is just all over the place. I, I shouldn't be criticizing the ad because really this is not my um, area of expertise at all. Um, but I guess advertisements are supposed to be appealing to the masses, right? That's the goal of advertisements. Also motivating you to buy the product, whether subconsciously or consciously. Yeah. So Diet Coke, because I can, Mm -hmm. it's as effective as Diet Coke. It's not a sweaty dick. (laughs) You know what I mean? Is it? It's as effective? Did you run some research on that? Oh, you don't know. That's what I was doing. Oh. Yeah, yeah. All day yesterday after the movie. That's really what this criticism is based on. Is they should have gone with your slogan. Smothering Britney. Because I can. <laughs> wow. Uh, I'm all over the place. I'm, we're not in our same area now. Mm-hmm. Some banging the mic stands. All right. Let's move on. We got some uh, listener feedback, as I'm sure you expected us to get over the course of the past few episodes. And when we miss an episode or we're late in an episode like we are this week because of the heat and the lack of air conditioning, uh, it piles up. So we're going to play a few voicemails. Um, Last episode, Kevin Swanson, our original truth wiener, was the asshole of today because of some comments that, well, every time it is, it's because he's ranting and raving about gays in America. But we had a caller um, from the heartland, from the Bible Belt, the buckle o the Bible Belt, call in to take issue with his quote-unquote logic. Hey, Brittany and Jesse. This is John from Southeast Kansas. I just wanted to chime in on the truth wiener talking shit on how God's wrath is punishing California because of how blue they are. Wondering what his thoughts are on Kansas. There's a wide soft swath of Kansas known as Tornado Alley where every year people get killed by tornadoes and you'd be hard-pressed to find a redder state than Kansas. Maybe God hates libtards and red-ass trailer trash equally. Anyways, Jeremy's the best part because us Southeast Kansas liberals got to hang tough out here in the sticks. Thanks, guys. Jeremy. I mean, I'm assuming that that's a long-time listener, friend of the show, Jeremy from mm. Kansas. Mm-hmm. Who, yes. who laments all the time about the conservative state in which he lives. Yeah. You know, we always talk about doing a show on the road somewhere. Um, People have kind of... um, We get asked about it a lot. Yeah. And we always talk about like where we would go that would be most convenient where a lot of the listeners are. And I think most of our listeners, like if we were to look at our Patreon supporters, most of them in... Yeah, are in Georgia. Yeah, we have a lot in Georgia. I think that might be our most popular state. Yeah. And... um. I don't know what would be second. We should actually like do the analysis on that. Uh, <laughs> do the analysis. Well, we can download, I think, the data from. Yeah, that's what I mean. From Patreon. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that would be kind of fun, I think. Like to do, I would love to do that. To do a road on the show somewhere, maybe in Kansas. Or and... even a show on the road. What did I say? Road on the show. What is wrong with me today? <laughs> I don't know, but I'm going to keep on pointing Something out. bad is happening to my brain. <laughs> At least, you know, I'm listening to you. And I'm not like setting up the next yeah, clip. Yeah, but I, or so I'm starting to wonder if you're gaslighting me. Well, you, and... you'll be able to listen to that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll go back and listen to the show after we do it. <laughs> you know, that's what I like to do. <laughs> 
you like to post the show, get it all posted, and after we record, I, I pop in the headphones and listen to the show. No. Because I can. <laughs> that is not <laughs> That is not what happens. Thank you, though. Uh, also, on previous episodes, we've been talking about Alex Jones having been booted off of um, a, a wide swath of social media outlets, platforms. Um, there is an update that we want to, that before we get to these voicemails, we're going to do something I've never done on the show, which is play two voicemails from one person back to back. Uh, we'll address one after the, I mean, we'll play the first, address it, and then play the other. But we have an update about another group or per- person who has been uh, given the boot uh, from the Twitter, I believe. Yeah, it's uh, the Proud Boys. Yeah. And the, Gavin McGinnis. Gavin McGinnis, the mm-hmm. one who shows his asshole. And we 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 got into a a back and forth. Uh, the last back and forth we got into with um, Mark the Mailman was about the Proud Boys, and they have been booted off Twitter for their involvement with white supremacy. I believe. Yeah, the violation of the platform's policy against quote violent extremist groups. So the group's regional accounts have also been suspended. So it's the main Proud Boys account, and then Gavin McGinnis, who is the uh, founder of yeah. the Proud Boys yeah. and then some of their regional accounts as well. So they were present at the Unite the Rally, Unite the Right Rally in Charlottesville. I caught myself that time. <laughs> and they're going to be at the Unite the Right Rally 2 yeah. in Washington, D.C. tomorrow, Sunday the 12th. And I have been talking about this um, a lot with you, but I'm very anxious about this rally. Because Antifa is going to be there. That's right. I'm sure a lot of counter-protesters are going to be there. And if anyone is listening to this that's going, um, just please be safe. It's going to be very dangerous. I would assume that it's going to be similar to Charlottesville. Yeah. Know what you're walking into. If you're not down for some violence to happen, maybe this isn't your your, your place to be. Yeah. I, these people are um, very dangerous. So, I mean, there's even, they have the degrees of being a proud boy. There used to be only three degrees, the third degree being whatever the fuck it was, like a tattoo or something. It's a cult. Well, now they have a fourth degree, which is getting arrested for the cause. Mm -hmm. So you have to do something illegal to get arrested. And I think the the easiest method would be violence. Mm -hmm. Um, This is a dangerous, fringe, white supremacist group. There is no argument about it. We've been talking about it for a long time, um, and we're going to get into that a little bit more, not specifically about the Proud Boys or G- Gavin McGinnis, but about Laura Ingram and her comments. Um, let's get to this. these Alex Jones. Wayne from the UK, was there something else? Should we read an email that was responding to Wayne before we play Wayne's voicemails? I think that would be a good idea. Okay, this is from... Seth. Hey, Jesse and Brittany. This is Seth, originally from West Virginia and currently living in Nevada, just outside of Vegas. I was on my way home from work, and as I was listening to the podcast, you read an email about Alex Jones. As soon as I heard the word martyr, I immediately knew I was going to write an email in response. No, Alex Jones is not a martyr. Jones repeatedly violated the terms of agreement everyone has accepted to be on YouTube and Facebook. I'm actually surprised this didn't happen to him sooner. Jones is a dangerous lunatic with a rabid fan base. These private companies have no obligation to allow him on their sites. The email also mentioned that the guy liked to know what the enemy is saying, but can't now that Jones has been kicked off those platforms. 
Well, he's in luck. Jones has his own website where he hosts all of his videos and other shit. It's called Info Battle or Data Wars or something like that. But be warned, if you go to his site, you will be bombarded with ads for workout supplements that turn your skin red. (laughs) The emailer also mentioned that Jones being kicked off might give him a cult-like following. Well, he already does. I'm probably preaching to the choir because I'm sure you guys have mentioned this stuff many times already. Jones's listeners are pretty much a cult. All he has to do is take a small detail, like the word pizza being in Hillary's emails, put an absurd twist on it, one thing leads to another, yada, 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 and you end up with a crazed gunman taking a shotgun into a pizzeria in D.C. trying to save some kids who don't exist chained up in a cellar that doesn't exist. Plus, all the hell that Jones has put the families of the kids killed at Sandy Hook. Yeah, fuck Alex Jones. If he is a martyr, then I'm a knight of the round table. Anyway, that is just my two cents. Hope I didn't take up too much of your time. Keep on keeping on. P.S. Love the show. Brittany's the best part. Love the show. Brittany's the best part. Well, fun. Come on, man. Take up too much of our time. This is what we do. It's like if you go in to buy a couch and you buy the couch and you tell the salesman, hey, I'm sorry if I took up some of your time. Mm-hmm. The guy's glad you were there. Exactly. We're happy to read your email. Yes. Uh, now that I've halfway shit on you, let, let me, um, I don't know, because I'm not inside the head of Wayne. Thank God for that. <laughs> <laughs> but, but not being inside the head of Wayne, I don't know exactly how he meant the word martyr. Uh, I have referred to some of these types um, as martyrs in the past. And it's not that I believe they're a true martyr, but if they're people, if they're followers, if they're cult members believe they have been martyred, then they're a martyr. I mean, I don't want to mince words about it, but I think we're being a little slavish to the definition um, about intent or the legitimacy of of martyrdom. Mm -hmm. If he's looked upon by his followers as a martyr or that he took one for the team or whatever, Mm -hmm. then he's a martyr. And that's just the way it is. Like Ted Cruz said, first they came for Alex Jones. Yeah, right? So so anyway, (laughs) um, these these two voicemails back to back, um, not back to back. I keep saying that. Um, they're one and two. We're going to re- re- respond to them uh, separately, but they are from Wayne. And, um, I love Wayne. Wayne's thoughtful. I don't always agree with, with Wayne. I think generally from a 30,000 foot view, we agree about a lot, mm-hmm. but when you start paring down and really, um, sifting through the fine sand, the, 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 the larger sand to the finer grain is where. The differences start. Why, why are Wait you looking minute. like you don't Wait know what I'm talking about? You don't agree with Wayne on everything? Anyway. What? You can't do that to me. It doesn't work. Because I can. <laughs> so here's Wayne, uh, and this is the first voicemail he sent in. I think one or two days removed from the second. Hello, Brittany. Hello, Jesse. It is your UK correspondent, Wayne, from the UK. Um, I just would like to respond to... Jesse's retort to my email that I sent into 4.35 about Alex Jones. Now, Jesse seems supremely confident that Alex Jones is going to be less relevant um, in six months' time. Now, I'm looking at the date on my van, and it says the 7th of the 8th, 2018. I know you guys do it backwards. Um, <laughs> so that's the 7th of August, 2018, which means in the 7th of February... 2019 he should be less relevant 
Now, does Jesse want to put his reputation where his mouth is? What reputation? In the sense of, I feel that he will be, that there'll be a rallying cry behind Alex Jones. And people will be like, oh, well, we need to put him out in there. He's, he's our martyr and all that kind of thing. If Jesse feels so strongly that he's going to be less relevant, he needs to do a forfeit, if I'm right. And vice versa. But being the English gentleman that I am, I'll allow Jesse to name the forfeit that I do. Once he has named his forfeit for me, I'll name the forfeit for him. How do you like those apples? <laughs> forfeit. Listen, um, one, being the American gentleman that I am. I'm glad I'm not the only one who's terrible at accents. Uh, I don't yet yeah, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. Good day. Oh, what's happening now? <laughs> That's not even British. Listen. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I, well, I'm not going to bet you because it would be a certain devastating loss for you, Wayne. And let me explain why. <laughs> let me explain why. Um, I understand this. Uh, I understand the space that Alex Jones is in better than you do, Wayne. Mm. And that's not arrogance. Listen, if I didn't have. Apple Podcasts, being in their directory. Mm -hmm. If I didn't have Facebook and Twitter and YouTube, none of you fucking people would know who I am. If you take that away, it will, and I'm only on dollamore.com, and yeah. that's it. Yeah, how many people are going to go to the shitty website and try to listen to the yeah, show? Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> I mean, there will be diehards. Certainly there will be diehards. But his audience isn't made up of two million diehards. And how are they going to share without Facebook and, and these other these other venues? It, it just the, the the phrase that you used was less relevant in six months. How could it be argued that he will be not be less relevant in six months without um, being propped up by these other platforms that that amplify his voice from his shitty little infowars.com. Well, I guess if you're if you guys are going to be specific with this bet, you would need to figure out the metric. There's no bet. We're not going to bet. I'm not going to bet. Okay. Well, hypothetically speaking, <laughs> if you were to create a bet, then you would need some sort of metric to measure his relevancy and its decrease. So would that be in views? Would that be in downloads? How would that be measured? It seems like it would be hard to say that his uh, relevance has remained the same or increased yeah, because right. without those millions of views that he gets on YouTube, um, I, I don't know how that is going to translate into downloads from his website or even what his website's going to look like now, like how yeah. he's going to distribute his content. Is he going to go live on his website and then people will need to be at his website for when he goes live? I don't know, but um, I know... There's one famous Nazi, um, Christopher Cantwell. I, I guess <laughs> yeah, the, I shouldn't say he's famous. The crying Nazi. Yeah, the crying Nazi. The one who was at Charlottesville and uh, then he got in trouble because he, what did he do? He maced he somebody? He somebody, yeah. yeah. And so then he was crying on YouTube and he didn't want to get in trouble. And anyway, he has a podcast now and he's having issues because all of the payment platforms have kicked him off of their um, websites so like he can't accept payments on paypal 
and he can't accept payments on these other uh, forums. Yeah. And so he's really struggling because he doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't have a job. Right. No one will hire him. And now he can't make money from these websites. So it's similar to that where Alex Jones has been curbed a little bit. And you can argue, oh, yeah, well, he still has his website, all that. But he has been curbed a bit. For sure. Yes. I think the only the only way that this would go down measuring his relevance would be like through Google search terms. Hmm. You know, like Google Google AdWords or whatever. You, I don't even know if that's the... Uh, it, you, you could see how often he's being mentioned or whatever. There are ways to do it. Mm-hmm. And he most certainly will be less relevant than he is now because fewer eyeballs and ears are going to be on his content. Yeah, so I don't know. I mean, I'm still reserving like skepticism about where this is going to go. You and Wayne can take the certainty path and <laughs> believe I'm that, only saying it out believe of a- that you're the great prognosticators and know what's coming um I don't no I, I'm not saying that I'm saying it's from the from the experience that I have in this space if I were to not have Facebook or Twitter where the fuck would we be you know what I mean mm-hmm. I just know what it would be like yeah I I think that I think there is something to the fact, though, that he has so many followers and that he has uh, paranoid conspiratorial followers who are reinforced in their belief that he is being targeted because he was removed from these platforms. And so it does inspire them to support him more. I do think that there are some unique variables at play here, and those are certainly um, involved in. Yeah. Yeah. So voicemail number two. Um, This is more directly related to Seth's email about Alex Jones, about Wayne's statement, about wanting to um, hear the enemy, watch the enemy to know what they're saying. He wanted to watch Alex Jones content to know what the enemy was doing, I guess is the more uh, correct way to say it, the more Wayne way to say it. And uh, this is the second. This is maybe the first time that we we have an email or emailing in the, the same episode and getting an answer before the the other subject has even read the email. Is that making any sense? No. Maybe it's starting to get hot for me, too. Hello, Jesse. Hello, Brittany. It's Wayne from the UK. Um, I would like to just start with this quote. When the facts change, I change my mind. What do you do, sir? That's from John Maynard Keynes. And the facts have changed. So in my last email I said to you that um, I would like to hear Alex Jones so I could challenge him and put his defenders right and everything but now shit's changed now he's, his lawyers are arguing to release the addresses of Sandy Hook victims to the public no, that's that's next level fucked up shit that's like He's been backed into a corner, and this is what he has to do. And I, I believe it's called doxing. I'm like not like familiar with the full American vernacular of of that kind of behaviour. But to defend yourself from accusations of just being a cunt, <laughs> you want to release the addresses of people that you've defamed. How, how is that? What what's what's right with that? So um, I, I retract everything that I said in my last email. No, Geezer's a twat. Just bit him off. Ignore him. Just 
put him in the bin and and be done with him. Because that ain't right. That's, that's like proper, I'm about to die, I'm going to lash out at absolutely everything and everyone that I possibly can to maintain my status. Shocking, shocking. So, um, I'll eat my slice of humble pie, and I'm sure Jesse is laughing at me saying that right now. Mug. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, he, he, he's got to go. He's got to go. Trying to defend his ability to speak whilst maintaining my ability to take it down. Do you understand? Anyway, Brittany's the best part. Jesse used to be a Marine and now just mugs me off for fun. Love ya. Love the show. Brittany's the best part. I don't know what that means, but it sounds dirty. So, um, we're not... Is it it like mean mugging? I don't know. So, we're not laughing at you, Wayne. I actually think that it's very admirable. And I appreciate you highlighting an instance where you've changed your mind. I think that this highlights the interesting uh, debate about free speech and kind of goes back to Wayne's previous voicemail where he was still supporting Alex Jones and his right, quote unquote, right to be on these various platforms because he believed that he was making some sort of free speech argument yeah. that, that he had a right to speech. And um, this was the point where uh, he finally could no longer support that. When the attorney who's representing um, Alex Jones in this defamation lawsuit um, finally said that Texas law stipulates that plaintiffs uh, need to file their personal information in order for their declarations to stand up. And has suggested that this case be thrown out um, yeah. unless they do that. So that's what he's talking about with the Sandy Hook parents and their address. It's a dick move. Yeah. Um, but this was the turning point for Wayne. And this is kind of the hairy issue about talking about speech. Everyone has different lines in the sand where if you cross it, then they think you should be booted off. And this is where Wayne's line is. And it's pretty far from where other people, yeah. the majority of people, have th- have drawn their lines. So I just think that that's interesting when we talk about these conversations. It usually comes down to, well, who do we give that power to, right? And of course, this issue with Alex Jones is separate from like free speech because that's government censorship, right? That's exactly right. But people do talk about speech and, and who has the right to, to be out there saying things. And up until this point, Wayne had been... Uh, advocating for Alex Jones, Alex Jones's right to do that, not for not for what he says, but for his right to say it. Right. Yeah. Well, listen, uh, I, I would push back on this, Wayne. I think a lot of people probably are itching for this to be said as they listen to your voicemail. You opened the voicemail by saying that you wanted to quote this quote that when the facts change, or I change my mind when the facts do. The facts haven't changed. This isn't. A new low for Alex Jones. Alex Jones has been doing this exact type of reprehensible bullshit for year upon year upon year. 
I'm with Seth, and I'm surprised it didn't happen a long time ago. But it wasn't affecting the bottom line for these particular for-profit for profit companies, like Facebook, like YouTube. He's still on Twitter. Yeah. Like we said the other day, don't think this is some altruistic move on the part of these companies. Mm-hmm. They're looking at their bottom line. Yeah. They're looking at the amount of aggra- 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 aggravation mm-hmm. this is going to cause them. Yeah. And it's come to a point of no return where I say, well, he's more of a hassle than he's worth. Mm-hmm. Yes, he brings in revenue. Yes, he brings in web traffic. But he's not worth the fucking hassle anymore. And they gave him the boot. He's obviously still worth the hassle for Twitter. Otherwise, they wouldn't be putting up with it. Anyway, Wayne, we love you. We appreciate you. Thank you for calling in. John from Kansas, same for you. If you'd like to sound off, communicate with the show. Have your voice heard. Helping us continue to move the conversation forward. You can do so by calling 657-464-7609. Of course, there's always emailing a voice memo from your smartphone to idoubtit at dollamore.com. Support for I Doubt It with Dollamore comes from generous, engaged, intelligent, and good-looking listeners like you by way of Patreon. Your support on Patreon for as little as a dollar a month helps keep the show going and move the conversation forward one podcast at a time. If you would like to join the ever-growing family of supporters, please visit patreon.com slash idoubtitwithdollamore. Our latest Patreon supporter is Jason. Jason. Awesome. And we have a new monthly contributor on PayPal, Chris. Chris. And so that might be surprising to people. Like, what? Wait a minute. I can donate on PayPal? Yes, you can (laughs) set a recurring donation on PayPal as well if you don't want to go sign up for Patreon. Uh, Some people just prefer to do that. Um, I'm not sure if Patreon isn't as easy as PayPal or whatever it might be, but Whatever you prefer, we prefer. So That's right. And Chris, you didn't give us your address. Please do that. Oh, and yes. we will send along some stickers. Yes. Sir. Mm-hmm. Speaking of stickers, those stickers are still available. The not the the, the podcast logo stickers, but the Dollamore slash page twenty twenty fake campaign stickers. Yeah. Well the Dollamore stickers are also available on the website. They are right there. That's right. Yeah. So All right. So don't confuse people. <laughs> It's what I do. I'm a, I'm a, a strident and uh, expert communicator. Yes. And then if you want Dollamore products like classy laid mugs and teas and totes or Dollamore logo teas and mugs and treason. totes or treason the 45. Uh, teas and hoodies, then you can go to dollamore.info and check those out. Also, dollamore.com slash Amazon if you are shopping on Amazon. All of that. You yes. know, another way to support the show, we always talk about the ways to spend money to support the show yeah. financially, but there's all kinds of other ways. There are. And we're not going to make this a giant thing, but we always talk about rating and reviewing the show. And no profanity. All, yeah. <laughs> I just want to put it in there real quick. Uh, right, you don't right. have to acknowledge yeah. it anymore. Yeah. I just want to insert it real yeah. quick. You but can move ma- on. It makes me laugh. Okay. The other way to support the show is when you, when we post an episode is go look for the post on Facebook. Yeah. Because they bury, anytime you you share an external link on Facebook, Mm -hmm. even if you're not going to share the link, like or love the link of the podcast share on the Facebook page. Yeah. And it will force it into your friends' feeds. Yeah, it'll say, so-and-so liked this. So it's up to Facebook whether you even see that unless you go to see it. Yes. They 
they it's up to them. Yeah, well, this they, is what I'm talking about, another thing. Yeah, they want to keep you on Facebook. So any link that takes you off of Facebook, they aren't too keen on showing you that. No, they suppress that. Yeah, they don't want you to look at it. But if you make a post without a link, then they are more likely to push it into people's feeds. Yeah, That's that, what we've noticed. We're just kind of... We're, we're we might be lying about this. No, None of this might be true. This is what it is. Oh, it's a fact. You yes, know. Oh, okay. yes. So this is some research that you've done as well. It's how Facebook works. Okay. It, it's not research. It's it's a it's a fact of life. All right. Cool. Wow. Anyway, we love I, you guys. Thank you for your support. Thanks for all your likes on the Facebook page. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's a good time. It helps us out. Helping us move the conversation forward. Blah blah blah. Yep. All right. Moving on. Moving. On. Dilemocracy. Facing down pessimistic politics with realistic optimism. That second moving on. When mm-hmm. I said I'm moving on. Moving on. The second moving on was because I couldn't find the button for the Dilemocracy drop. You don't have to for tell... For the segment lead. You don't have to tell everybody... What's going on behind the scenes? I like them to know how the sausage is uh, being made. Yeah. <laughs> Brittany Page. So listen, more on this white supremacy theme. Perfect. Yeah. Gotta love it. But you know, listen, it's important. These people are out there. And not only are, are they out there, they're no longer in the fringe. Boy, I'm setting myself up with a great segue there. Mm-hmm. Laura Ingram did a video <laughs> about this the other day. Laura Ingram is... Now, not apologizing. I keep saying that. That's not what I mean. She's walking back her comments now, trying to say she said something she didn't fucking say. Which has happened a couple of times. Yeah. Where it relates specifically to the race issue, particularly LeBron James. Remember when she told him to... Shut up and dribble. Shut up and dribble. And she had to come out and say that her criticisms of LeBron James were not about race, that she didn't mean you know, mean it that way. And how many times do you, as a person who's on TV every night, every night, yeah, uh, to millions of people, how often do you um, keep like saying things wrong? Right? Especially when you're reading from prepared remarks. Yeah. And that's what her comments were. Yeah, she's not doing what we're doing. Which you might step on your dick now and again. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they have like planned graphics right. behind her to go along with the script that she's right. reading. And, and you watch her eyes, you know she's reading the script. So yeah, she's not great at what she does. This is the most I've ever really watched Laura Ingram over the course of the last few days because I'm watching what she's doing. And huh, they need like a teleprompter 101 or something over there at the mm. Fox News. Mm. No? I mean, I feel like the teleprompter is the least of our concerns with this. <laughs> right, but, because she's spewing racism. But I'm, I'm letting you have your moments about what is clearly upsetting you. So, no, that's not what's upsetting me. I'm making me. a joke. Anyway. Relax. So, we're going to do this a little backwards. I'm going to play her walk back first. Mm. So you can hear her explanation yeah. of the white supremacist fucking drivel that she delivered only 24 hours before. Good evening. Welcome to Washington. I'm Laura Ingram, and this is the Ingram Angle. I want to start tonight. I, I want to start, first of all. What a terrible name for a show. The Ingram Angle? Yeah, it's too much going on. It's hard to say the Ingram Angle. And this is the Ingram Angle. 
Maybe I don't have much of a problem with anything else yeah, she says. Priorities. Just the little things. Yeah. Teleprompter in the name of her show. Yeah. Good evening. Welcome to Washington. I'm Laura Ingram, and this is The Ingram Angle. I want to start tonight by addressing my commentary at the top of last night's show. A message to those who are distorting my views, including all white nationalists and especially one racist freak whose name I will not even mention. You do not have my support. You don't represent my views and you are antithetical to the beliefs I hold dear. The purpose of last night's angle was to point out that the rule of law, meaning secure borders, is something that used to bind our country together. And despite what some may be contending, I made explicitly clear that my commentary had nothing to do with race or ethnicity, but rather a shared goal of keeping America safe and her citizens safe and prosperous. Furthermore, as I have said repeatedly on this show, merit-based immigration does wonders for our country's economy, our way of life, and how we define our country. I even said that in my opening thoughts last night. I want to make it really clear that my concern will continue to remain with the families who have suffered the tragic results of illegal immigration, the children put in dangerous and unfair situations at the border, and all those border agents around the country who work to keep our country safe. So, no, you did not make it explicitly clear that you were not talking about race and ethnicity. Uh, you were talking about the demographic change. That's right. That no one voted for, that no one wants. What? And, and you were talking about it in the context of immigration. Yeah, illegal and legal immigration. So if it's not about race and ethnicity, what what exactly are the demographic changes that you're concerned about? It must, you be, con- it must be age. Yeah, is it is it age? <laughs> or, or or sex. Maybe it's maybe it's gender of people. Oh yeah, it's too many women. Yeah, I just I don't understand this. No one voted for for this this increase in women population. Harumph. <laughs> Get off my lawn, ladies. Yeah, so, and she's also, she wouldn't say David Duke's name. That's the person that she wouldn't say. Because David Duke tweeted and said that her monologue on the demographic change was, like, the best thing that he has seen in mainstream media. And he actually deleted that tweet. And we don't know why he deleted that tweet. He said it was the most important, parenthetically truthful monologue in the history of mainstream media. Right. So... (laughs) she's denouncing David Duke saying, I'm not even going to say his name. I don't agree with his racist beliefs. I wasn't talking about race and ethnicity. I made that explicitly clear. I mean, it's obvious you didn't because David Duke is like, Hey, took the words right out of my mouth. (laughs) You know, you're doing my work for me. Right. I mean, it's clear that you didn't make it explicitly clear. If both liberals and people like David Duke are the ones that are saying, both of them agree <laughs> yeah. that you're talking about race and ethnicity. You didn't make it explicitly clear. Let's listen to Laura Ingram making it explicitly clear that it's about safety, that it's not about race, it's not about ethnicity. Let's listen. Because in some parts of the country, it does seem like the America that we know and love doesn't exist anymore. Massive demographic changes have been foisted upon the American people. And they're changes that none of us ever voted for and most of us don't like. From Virginia 
to California, we see stark examples of how radically, in some ways, the country has changed. Now, much of this is related to both illegal and, in some cases, legal immigration that, of course, progressives love. Massive demographic changes are taking place from Virginia to New York. Nobody voted for these massive demographic changes. Right. And we don't like them. No one likes them. I didn't hear anything about safety. I didn't hear anything about secure borders. What I heard was the demographic changes. The changes to the demographic makeup of the United States of America is being affected by illegal and, in some cases, as she says, legal immigration. Does anybody with a reasonable mind and outlook believe that she's talking about Irish people? Those fucking Italians... Because, you know, she's old-fashioned. She calls them Italians. Mm -hmm. Ah! Ah, those Icelanders! Ah, Sweden! Way too much immigration out of Sweden. Well, we know that's that's not how she feels because of Donald Trump's shithole country's comments. And it's clear, even with her uh, walking back the comments where she starts to talk about merit-based immigration... Right, well, that's after she gets busted. Right, even those comments are... Well, let's break down what you really mean by that. Right. Because Donald Trump talks about merit based immigration as well. But then he talks about shithole countries and right. not wanting people from Africa. Exactly. So is, well, it, is it really merit based? It doesn't sound like it. The other thing, it's easy to it's easy to make a claim that, oh, well, she wasn't talking about race. She never said race. She never said race. Trust me, I'm getting this on YouTube all just constantly. She didn't talk about race, but she talked about demographics. What exactly demographics is she talking about? Also, next to her, there's a curated set of photos and images and video. There's no six foot one white dudes from Switzerland that is a security problem for America. She's showing migrant workers, people south of the border who are scaling the border fence. People going under fences. People camped out along sections of chain link fence. Anybody who's looking at this honestly and reasonably, I shouldn't even fucking have to say this, knows what she's talking about. We all have the commonality of language. We all have eyes inside of our heads that see the images that are playing simultaneously as she's saying this hateful shit. And for Laura Ingram to say... They don't represent my views. This racist freak that I won't even say the name of. There are multiple people in this country right now who lead this ideology. You've got Jared Taylor, the white people, the weirdo, the weirdo. You've got David Duke, former grand wizard of the KKK who retweeted her and then subsequently deleted it. And then, of course, you've got the Nazi face punch heard around the world, Richard Spencer. Yeah, well, these people have been talking about demographic change for a long time. Yes. And there was someone that I loved to debate with on Facebook uh, regularly <laughs> who did not like to debate with me and deleted me. But um, he shared this video about demographic changes and that's what he would always tell me, right? This isn't about race and ethnicity. But the whole video was about Muslims 
and Muslims coming into predominantly white countries yeah. and taking over, quote unquote, taking over. And of course, Muslims are not an ethnicity or a race, right? But the, for for white supremacists, that is code for a brown person. That's exactly right. Right. And actually in this video, when he shared it in the hashtags in the description was hashtag white genocide. So underneath all of this demographic talk, however people might want to spin it, oh no, we're talking about the religious traditions in the Muslim community, right? Some people try to say that. Oh no, we're talking about the values. We're talking about values, right? right? right. Um, Underneath all of that is still this common refrain of white genocide and the white population dying. And people like Laura Ingram now, like you just said, are taking Jared Taylor, David Duke, Richard Spencer, and taking their talking points of demographic change mainstream to millions of Fox News viewers. Her and Tucker Carlson, which we've talked about in the past. Right. Yeah. He, listen to this. She can say all she wants that they don't share my ideology. I don't share their views on this. Here's a little mashup that Media Matters put together. I wish I could take credit for this, but I can't. Of Laura Ingram and the, the, the words and the comments she just made that you just heard her say. Juxtapose, intertwined with, seamlessly intertwined with that of Richard Spencer, Jared Taylor, and David Duke. In some parts of the country, it does seem like the America that we know and love doesn't exist anymore. Massive demographic changes have been foisted upon the American people. And this demographic displacement will continue to march through generation after generation. And they're changes that none of us ever voted for and most of us don't like. From Virginia to California, we see stark examples of how radically, in some ways, the country has changed. Can you think of a single majority non-white neighborhood you'd like to live in? Or a majority non-white school you'd want to send your children to? Probably not. And yet, we are turning the whole country majority non-white. Now, Taylor. much of this is related to both illegal and in some cases, legal immigration that, of course, progressives love. Massive illegal immigration, which David is almost Duke. entirely non-European, and legal immigration, which is over 90% non-European, means that unless a political sea change occurs, white Americans will ultimately be not only a minority in the nation that our people founded, but a tiny minority. It's clear that we need a reset on the entire issue of immigration, illegal and legal. I think that for the if we could develop a policy not just of cracking down on illegals, but of dramatically reducing immigration for the next half century, that we could basically turn this ship around. What we have now is a complete farce, and we're all paying for it. We are not supposed to think very much about the fact that our country is turning into an extension of Mexico with a strong flavor of Africa and Asia. This is a sure way, over time, to remake and reshape America. Stark. The similarities. It's not even similarities. That's a parallel in viewpoint. Mm -hmm. That those three white supremacists, one of them being the former Grand Wizard of the Ku Klux Klan, if we were just to read the quotes, no one would know who 
Laura Ingram was, which was Laura Ingram, and which was David Duke. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I think it's pretty remarkable. And if she really, which I don't believe, I don't believe that she wasn't talking about race and ethnicity. But there's no but, way to believe that. Yeah, it's it's not true. She's lying. But if she's she, a lying racist. If she wants to try to um, really go down that path of of trying to prove to people that she's not talking about race and ethnicity then she needs to respond like directly to this video and she needs to tell everyone how specifically her views yeah. are different from their views and she's not going to do that but even if she let's say even if she is giving wiggle room between what she is saying and the white supremacists are saying for millions of fox viewers who respect Laura Ingram who turn into her show every night who value what she says, who hear what she says and adopt it as truth. How far are they from moving from Laura Ingram to Richard Spencer? That's right. If yes. they accept what her monologue said as true. How? God damn, that's scary. I mean, how much space is between those two ideas? That is something I hadn't given th- thought to until just now. And until you just said it. It is terrifying to think because we think of white supremacy the people who follow Richard Spencer, the alt-right, we think of it as being kind of the fringe. Yeah, the Charlottesville crowd. Right. But even as you see with Donald Trump's comments about both sides, and even as he tweeted today that he denounces racism of all kinds, but he's not specifically saying white supremacists, white supremacy. Right. Um, it, it just it isn't well, enough to that- distance the party from what's happening with these members. Yeah, It's interesting that you say that. Because I didn't really, that wasn't registering with me what, what, what that meant when he tweets that. All kinds of racism. Right. Because the last video I did about this, about the Laura Ingram thing, mm-hmm. where I talk about the United States not being a white nation. This isn't a white country. It was, I mean, it may have started that way, certainly. But based on the values that we strive for, equality under the law, equal justice for all, um, it, it it can't be. It will never be. It shouldn't be. It should be for everyone, protected the same under the law. But I get called a racist for the things that I say in my video denouncing this shit, denouncing racism. Racists come out of the work and say, I'm being racist. And that's where Donald Trump has wiggle room to operate in that space and still have the respect of these assholes Mm -hmm. because they believe that. Mm -hmm. And when he says all kinds of racism, they believe Donald Trump's talking about me. Right. Not about Laura Ingram and this racist nonsense. Right. Well, and it goes back to Donald Trump's interview where he was asked directly by Jake Tapper if he denounces the KKK and David Duke. And he tried to say, I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about with this KKK. Like, I'm yeah. going to have to look into this group, which, one, if that's true, <laughs> that should have been a major red flag that this person is not intelligent, um, that they've never heard of the KKK. But we know it's a lie. So we know what it was really about. Right. And that he wants to actually retain that support still. Well, also, is it a coincidence that when, when David Duke in the 80s was making the rounds and doing Phil Donahue, all those interviews... That he was saying America first in the interviews with Phil Donahue. That he was saying the phrase, let's make America great again. Do we are we to think that's a coincidence that Donald Trump didn't 
explicitly try to tap into that, that racial angst in America among many whites. Well, and that's what Laura Ingram is doing is explo- exploiting that too. The white anxiety yes, for sure. The white anxiety about becoming a minority, which if you are not racist, what is your issue with the demographic change? I, I don't understand it. Right. What are you worried about? That you are no longer going to be the predominant race in the society. Well, what also, what is concerning about that for yeah. you if you if you don't have racism? You, you can't have it both ways. You can't think, oh, blacks have it fine in America, but oh wait, I don't want to be the new black guy treated like a black guy because that's bad news. You can't have it both ways. And the racists in so many ways, these white supremacists want to have it both ways. But not everybody's Donald Trump who can talk out of both sides of their mouth one sentence after the next. You don't get to have it both ways. Yeah. And I imagine some people, um, probably not listening to this podcast, (laughs) but some people might, if they were to hear me say, he didn't explicitly condemn in that tweet white supremacists and white supremacy. He just said all racism he condemns. And the reason that he needs to be specific is because, number one, the white supremacists are the ones that are holding a rally tomorrow. Yes. Um, The white supremacists are the ones who killed someone last time in their rally a year ago, Heather Hare. Yeah. And um, he needs to do better than he did last time when he said that the violence on both sides that, that both sides are to blame both sides, both sides. Um, he does not explicitly call out the KKK white supremacists and, and racism on that end. So he is still trying to play the both sides card without saying both sides because he knows that that's a problem. Well, listen, he could say everything he wants, anything he wants. He can type anything he wants, Until we see some substantive action on the part of Donald Trump, he will remain an un a a, a categorically a racist. He is Donald Trump is a racist. He's a white supremacist in the White House. That it's not a bridge too far to say that anymore. We've witnessed over a year, almost two years, of his actions. It's one thing to say, "Oh, I'm not racist." I'm the least racist person you've ever interviewed. It's another thing to govern like someone who's not racist. Mm-hmm. And he's failed to do so. Yeah. And this 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 demographic change has been a large part of the white supremacist platform uh, for, for a long time. I mean, yeah. ever since it was invented well even in the movie they were talking about that david duke um but even when i was a kid there's there's video me of me childhood video of my mom interviewing me and she asks me if i like black guys and i'm like four years old three or four years old and it's already training your kids right anyone that is around you any kind of child in this environment that race mixing, quote unquote, race mixing is bad. Miscegenation. Because you need to protect the white Aryan race. Yeah. And so for for Laura Ingram to say that it's not about race and ethnicity, it's just it's very concerning that this is now on Fox News. And and on two of their primetime hosts are making this a staple night after night after night after night. 
Yeah. Her and Tucker Carlson. Yes. I wonder what Shep Smith thinks about this. He's on in the day. He's a news guy. No, I know, but it has to be terrible. <laughs> yeah, he just signed a contract. It's a bummer for him. He's locked in. I mean, but 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 he is one of the very few voices of reason to that crowd. So at least he's there. If Listen, do we really want him coming over and preaching to the crowd, preaching to the choir? Or is it good that we've got somebody over there? Mm-hmm. Somebody like us who's rational and reasonable. You know, I I think there's something to be said for somebody being, quote unquote, subversive from the inside, even though truth should not be something that's subversive. Mm -hmm. Facts should not be considered subversive. Mm -hmm. But when it it is a network of propaganda, when it is a network of, of racist ideologies and conspiracy theories, I mean, we're not missing much with Alex Jones being gone to bring a full circle here yeah so there is a whole bunch more i had planned for the show but this kind of took on a life of its own as often it does we were going to talk about chris collins and his indictment this republican from new york this congressman who's been indicted for insider trading and lying to the fbi and we're going to talk about uh lawyer uh, Mueller's lawyer Mueller negotiating with donald trump's lawyers about his um testimony his interview and, of course, um, we didn't get to any of that. <laughs> we did not. We apologize. So, we're going to leave you there. Yeah. We'd love to know what you think about this. Next week is a hashtag third episode Yeah, week. so we'll get to all this other stuff for mm-hmm. sure. Uh, the air conditioning situation is still up in the air. Yeah, so... So, what we're going to do mm-hmm. is we're going to leave the equipment here. Right. At least for the first show of the week. Yeah. And then, so that'll be the deal. You're not going to miss a show. Right. We'll get it all done. It'll be a good time. You won't even know the difference. Yes. Except maybe we'll be a little loopy from drinking some Cali Mochos. Yeah. (laughs) That might be a possibility. So we would love to have you subscribe to the show. Don't stream the show from the website. Subscribe to the show so we can be delivered to your inbox, to your podcatcher as soon as we drop an episode. We would love to have you subscribe we would love to have you support the show through Patreon at dollamore.com slash Patreon by buying things on Amazon. We get a little bit. You don't pay any more. That's dollamore.com slash Amazon. Also, make sure you follow us on Twitter at Brittany E. Page, at Dollamore, at I Doubt It Podcast. Yes. And those handles are all the same on Instagram as well. Because I can. And what else? Oh, if you'd like to buy a t-shirt, the treason with the 45 in the middle. Those are for sale at dollamore.info. Every little bit goes a long way towards supporting the show. We love you guys. Thank you for being patient this week with our absence, our our uh, our delayed episodes. We love you guys. We appreciate you. And we'll see you next time. For Brittany Page, I'm Jesse Dollamore, and this has been I Doubt It. David Duke is like, hey, took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> You know? <laughs> you do it.